Hello and welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Danielle Signs of Impulsive Hearts. Yay! How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's mm-hmm. so fun. When you're listening to this, they'll just have released uh, their album. Right. What's it called? One. You want to talk about it yeah, a little it's bit? It's called Cry All the Time. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Relatable. Yeah. It's <laughs> how I felt <laughs> post-election uh, times. Uh it's uh, our first album was me. We'll talk a lot about my recording during this, but it was the first kind of project that I recorded myself. Mm-hmm. And so it's very DIY. And this is in a, this album we did in the studio. So the recording is already better. Uh, <laughs> so but the sound has also changed a little because of it. So it's hopefully everybody likes it. <laughs> Exciting. Well, congrats. Thank you. I'm putting it out. Thank you. So when did you first start writing music? My parents were pretty big themselves into music, so Mm -hmm. they made sure that I knew music stuff. So I started taking piano lessons at four or five. Me too, at five. Mm -hmm. That Suzuki method, I don't know, was um, all the rage with my parents, but it's basically like you learn, listen by ear. So I didn't learn how to sight read or any of that sort of stuff. So I'm very fucked when it comes to like, actually relating to musical peers often Mm because I'm just like "Mm, yeah I know like I know what you're talking about but so I started playing on piano first and then as I became an angsty teen I started playing guitar and as you do yeah and then I just started to dabble in pretty much anything so I play accordion I think there's some accordion on some of this (laughs) lots of weird stuff that's great uh so were you just doing solo stuff did you form a band at some point I um in high school I was in a band that we will be able to listen to unfortunately called (laughs) seven gallon sparkle um and yeah (laughs) I don't know I was definitely proud of it it was like this idea of a 10 gallon hat but filled Uh with glitter and I don't know I like the word seven more than 10 so it became seven gallon sparkle I mean, it's a unique name. It Nothing was, else is called that. Yeah. I do like the idea of a large hat filled with glitter. Like, I'm not against that. I don't know. I, that was how I was putting my feelings into words. Yeah. Uh, our first uh, record, <laughs> Seven Gallons Where It was called Cracked Nail Polish. <laughs> oh, a lot yeah. of colors. Yeah, happening. lots a lot of things. Of imagery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is this first track from that band? Uh-huh. Well, let's give that a listen. You want to oh, talk yeah. about, I don't know if... You have a backstory about what mm. this song is about. It's called Loved It. Oh, man. So high school me was a very unique, different person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Pisces. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a little dreamy. But as a teenager, I was like the most romantic person. That I I don't even know her anymore because mm-hmm. it's changed. This is like the most romantic lyrics I'm no longer capable of writing, and but cheese, just real cheese. And I'm trying so much to convey my love for my high school boyfriend, and it's painful. <laughs> Great. So, Let's give it a listen. Start from the beginning like that, or just wait till I did? So I just...
I assume that's the thing that embarrasses you most the, is the lyrics. All the lyrics and, you know, there is this chorus coming up, which is painfully rhymy. How did you record this, or where did you record it? I think that this was in somebody's basement, but Mm -hmm. someone had just bought, like, a new recording thing, and so we were all trying it out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of the guys was, like, a really classically trained violinist, and this was, like, he didn't want to do this at all, but he, he, like, had to give it his best performance. (laughs) (laughs) We broke up pretty soon after. Yeah, it's very endearing version. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's super sweet. It's really earnest. (laughs) I have a lot of this kind of stuff as well. Just like that deep, like high school love for like the first person that you're like seriously with or whatever. Like feel it. (laughs) You you feel feel all of it. Right. Right. Yeah, all of those journals from this time. I'm like, please put this in a burn pile. Mm-hmm. Do not ever allow any. It's, yeah, but. Yeah, I went through a fit of rage in college and, like, threw away basically all of my <sighs> journals um, from middle school and high school, which I kind of regret now. Yeah. Especially, like, doing yeah. this kind of thing. Um, but luckily, unfortunately, still have... Like downloads of all of my zangas. Did you do you know what zangas? It was like a live journal type oh, thing, uh-huh. you know. A lot of people wrote like poetry on it. I, I don't. A lot I of that wave. I wrote a lot of poetry and feelings. Yeah. On, on that. That was my cowbird. It was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of feelings there. Yeah. Are gone. Yeah, it was very. Moody. Oh my god, uh, it's so dramatic. <laughs> As a person who really was into evanescence, I dug that. I dug that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was channeling it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was trying to like be like the cranberries all the time. Yeah, as as... I could hear that in there oh. for sure. So this next song that we have to listen to is called Dylan Alford. Is this oh from the God. same era or no. later on? So this is, so the story of my life is that, you know, in a high school band that we heard, in a college band, then I was like kind of quit music for a while and was like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go to grad school I'm gonna you know do other stuff and so like took probably like six or seven years off of playing music and then was oh, wow. like all of a sudden like came back to it again like never really like stopped really but like never really did any songwriting sort of stuff I don't know and then all of a sudden I just kind of started writing these crazy it was called Danielle and her drum machine for a while. Mm-hmm. And I did perform a few times as Danielle and her drum, never in Chicago, only in Michigan. But it was like these weird sort of like dance beats, track stuff, mm-hmm. and then these like weird, sad pop songs. 
And so this is one of these like weird, sad pop songs. But so it's called Dylan Elford. And it's about this person whose actual name is Dylan Elford. And the entire story is true. Uh-huh. And it's about this boy that I really liked <laughs> that I in high school. So I'm like in my 20s writing this song. Uh-huh. I wrote this entire song about it. And it's all about me asking him to a dance after we were like in AP English together. And like, I was like, there's a synergy. I know he likes me. This mm-hmm. is it. Like, and it was really like, he was like, I don't really believe in this formalized dance. I don't really want to do any of that sort of normal high school stuff. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And my friends had to buy me Slurpees for a week because that was what, if I asked him and he said no, they're like, it's not going to happen. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. But well, at least you got something, I got out, something of it. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a true sad story about Dylan Alford. Garage band drum beats, you know. Yeah. Dylan Alford, why won't you go to the prom with me? You said you don't like to dance and told you we could just hold hands and I told all of my friends that I was asking you and when the last bell rang I reached across the desk just to tell you Dylan Alford you get Ethan from and noticed when a way to get back into the chorus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he's heard this song no definitely uh we were facebook friends for a little while and then recently i was like thinking of him of course you know Mm -hmm. and then i was like oh wait we're no longer facebook friends so i was like well i didn't unfriend him (laughs) so clearly he has like the thing where he's like oh you like probably casually stalk me on facebook and i'm shamed (laughs) so no um my friend definitely should have told him though because she's still friends with a lot of the same friends so might maybe that's why he unfollowed (laughs) (laughs) Eh, it's fine (laughs) 
just ends on Aww. that sad note. Sad. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was that phase of my life for some reason. Catchy. Thanks. Yeah. Just really dancing. real painful to sing in front of other people, maybe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be a rough one to perform live right. repeatedly. It is it is some some people's that truly know me and probably have heard all of these awful songs. It's on their high list of <laughs> favorite jams. If I ever an encore, my husband will be like, Dylan Alford's song. <laughs> like, never. It's really, it's catchy. I don't even know what key it's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them we forget for a reason. Right, right. So we have one final song here to listen to. It's called Milkshake Anthem, oh, if you man. want to tell us about that. So I don't know if everybody has this experience with their garage band but I can't there was like one version of garage band that I fucking like loved to the point where I was like I will keep my computer in this like 2008 state to keep this oh wow outdated that's dedication yeah like and I won't upgrade because it used to be like you could just like loop everything and it would all line up perfectly and Mm -hmm. now in the new one like it doesn't the snap to grid's not the same everybody's like yeah it's the same fucking not it's very different leave me i know i would die on this hill (laughs) so so anyway the point of this is that as i started kind of progressing as a songwriter or hopefully progressing in garage band i started to like get a little bit more wild (laughs) with Mm. with some of the things that you could do and this is really where like my love of layering things started to unfold so basically you can have tons of different drums and like loop weird things and so basically this is my love really of the shamrock shake that comes out Uh uh-huh and i started singing this weird song and then uh my husband and i actually he's he's featured on this track um he was probably my boyfriend then though he does some of the minty chocolatey (laughs) smoothie or something like that i don't know there's weird things and it it really just builds into this very fun catchy little ditty that's kind of awful but I tried I really did try and get McDonald's to use it and they never responded to any of my well things maybe they will maybe they listen now McDonald's if you're listening now's the time (laughs) now's the time my cat's name what why they wouldn't have used this like seriously <laughs> it's not awful it's just, no I don't know why I had to say the cat's name as part of the <laughs> I, I'll admit I don't understand I don't how understand that relates that at all. <laughs> to Shamrock Shakes but, but you know weird clapping that starts happening because I was trying to build that feeling that you get but I wasn't really sure how to do it (laughs) that's the best way to end a song just going "Mm -hmm." (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. When you don't know what to do, just make that noise. Yes. That was fun. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was fun. <laughs> the shamrock shake. Mm-hmm. How do you think your songwriting process has changed over the years? I know you're talking about getting into layering things yeah. more and making dancey beats and things like that. But Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, it was like I was never really someone that play I mean I was in bands and stuff but I was never really comfortable being like the center person or the person yeah. that's like making the most noise or whatever and so it kind of gave me this escapism this sort of world that I could do that and like I don't know create my own persona or whatever in my bedroom I feel like it gave me a lot more confidence to do maybe more songwriting and I I'm really like even just the the people that I create music with has just changed so much for the better over the years. But like mm-hmm. at the beginning, I mean, I think about all the toxic crap that like, I don't know, I just was like, oh, this is how it is. Or like, this is what being a musician's like. And now I'm just right. like, no, like this isn't a way to help you to grow at all. And anyone's just like cutting down all your ideas. I feel like that's, I don't know, I feel like the relationship with songwriting has really helped me to kind of be able to, like, make fun of this and, you know, Mm -hmm. in in a way that's not cutting, too. Right. And, uh, you know, gives me the space to, like, grow, I think. And I don't know. I feel like now I, I don't feel the need to maybe write down or sing out every thought that I have and like mm-hmm. make all of that that whereas at the beginning I was definitely like there's songs that I'm like you should just stop like you should just <laughs> scratch this it's not a song like I don't know there was like some sort of determination to be like every song that I start I must finish and now I'm just like there's so much stuff that's just completely unfinished that's fine like just everything yeah. in time that's similar um, to what Namdi said on the episode we did together too is that like really what changed for him is that he just he doesn't fully record every idea yeah. that he has oh, yeah I mean right like the shamrock shakes like I mean it's great I'm glad that it exists mm-hmm. but like also that probably took like maybe nine hours <laughs> like it shouldn't have like, right. right there's like more causes in the world than that <laughs> But anyway, but yeah, and I don't know, I think too, like, just I I feel like now I'm much more confident to like, I don't know, I I have a sound that I'm trying to like achieve more opposed to just like seeing what happens when I just sit down to do it, I guess. So there's more intention. That makes sense. Do you, is there an instrument that you usually start writing on? Uh, Does it change? Yeah, um, I find for me that... Oftentimes I have like more or less fully formed at least like the chorus in my mind as to like and like can sing it. And then I have to usually match what it is. And it's usually piano is my first thing. So if I'm like it took me a really long time to figure out that a song that I, I was singing was in B because I was trying to pl- learn it or play it on guitar. And then like B is not a chord that I normally play. So it wasn't yeah. ever going to get there. The second I sat down to a piano, I was like dumbass like so <laughs> stupid I think mostly I go I gravitate more I want to gravitate more towards guitar but in reality I should just stick to that because I don't know playing piano always makes me think that every song is going to be sad though so mm-hmm. guitar is more yeah, yeah I tend toward a minor piano theory. yeah yeah it's just like <laughs> so yeah but. um and do you write everything 
alone? Do you co-write with people? Yeah, I'm like such a meanie when it comes to being in a band. I feel like I give the band like these half-baked, but to me they feel very fully formed, but really they're like not. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm like, here's this fully formed song. And Dan, my drummer, is like, it sounds like a song, you know, like it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't really gel, I feel like, until everybody gets there as far as like how it actually ends up. Yeah. But for the most part, I feel like I, I'm getting maybe, I'm changing, I think, in some ways of like wanting to collaborate more and not have everything be done by the time that I bring it to somebody. Um, but I don't know, I have such like deep-rooted trust issues with that that it's really yeah. you know I don't know and I like things being like things that I can say are mine in a way yeah I get that for um sure. so yeah but usually the songs are already kind of in my mind and then I bring them to them so what are some things you've been listening to lately Ooh, I love this um so I've recently within the last year I started DJing at Chirp and so I feel like I've yeah been, I saw that yeah I've been so much better at like staying on top of stuff that's coming out um I've been super pumped with the Caroline Rose album yes out I'm so excited I loved her last one and so um that feel the way I want song has been pretty much in a loop Noiseland do you know the band they're um local they're coming out with their second record and I've been listening to their first a lot just kind of anticipating um yeah um I'm really it's very uh like joy division-y like yeah it's a real it's real fun it's real fun um trying to angel olsen latest i've been yes it took me a while like i was everybody was like on board when it first dropped and i was just like it's so dramatic i can't listen to it now i'm just like yeah (laughs) i think it took me a minute to like get into it but then i listened to the full thing like out loud on my speakers Mm -hmm. like while i was cleaning and i I don't know I feel like I got it or something the the whole mood of it yeah the album as a whole I think I really appreciate it yeah um and also that song all mirrors wrecked I know (laughs) wrecked my life I know (laughs) I know that video the video for Lark I was like why am I sitting here sobbing (laughs) what is happening it's nine o'clock in the morning get up what are you doing bawling <laughs> i'm trying to think there's also there's got to be one more thing that i'm obsessed with oh my god we just um went to new york and so mm-hmm. i uh, i've now been getting way more into dave brubeck all of a sudden out oh. of nowhere <laughs> like it's super funny like i'll have one of his songs in my head i'll be like did it did it and it's like a weird thing to get like so i don't know maybe the next record after this is going to be in fucked up time signatures and like <laughs> real spastic or something but yeah i've been really digging it lately so anything goes i guess yeah who knows feel free to plug your chirp thing what when do you usually DJ? i'm djing on tuesdays uh central standard time from noon to three and i call it apocalyptic beats which Ooh. is just because i'm scared <laughs> so it's like though there's not always a pot um, it's not always themed, but I feel like, you know, if you listen to this music, you're generally in with feeling like it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. So enjoy. <laughs> Bubbly. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Everybody go listen to their new album. Yeah. It's on the Internet. It will be. Yeah. It's on all all things. Apple, Spotify. 
I don't know. All the all, all maybe the not title. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about title. I don't know who uses that honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and thank you everyone for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find Impulsive Hearts music on the internet everywhere you find music. And you can find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you're a musician who's interested in being on the podcast, you can email us at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. And if you're liking listening to the podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe, follow. It really helps us out. Share it with a friend. I hope that you are staying safe out there. Uh, please wash your hands a lot, practice social distancing, um, and be kind to people and help each other out in this difficult time. It's a super tough time to be a musician. So many tours have been canceled, um, shows have been canceled, and there are many people who make a lot or all of their money by touring and doing music things. So help out where you can, if you can. All right. Hang in there. Bye.